party and Dragon new drinks party. updated drinks updated slightly updated drinks at least on the my end update i have now uh, instead of tea because the tea was was a little old this is water with a blueberry tangerine vitamin c thingy you know like the tablets uh-huh. the effervescence and our uh I've never had blueberry tangerine. Like, what is tangerine? That's like a... Why didn't they just say orange? I think they're technically different, but yeah. It's like, show me a tangerine flavor drink and an orange flavor drink. I wouldn't be I able bet you would be teasing. And also, that drink is very orange color. So what do you said? Blueberry? And I... Well, no, it's like was, pink. Can't you, well, I, well, it's not blue, is what I'm trying to say. Oh you yeah, yeah. It, visually, it visually, it came like, out pink. Yeah, I'm like Brett. That's not. Blue. I don't know how blueberry <laughs> and orange. I don't think blue and uh, orange make pink, as far as no. I'm aware. <laughs> if you if you mixed paints Absolutely. and you mixed blue and orange, I don't think you get pink. But according to this uh, drink, that's what you get. Matt, they really lean into the tangerine. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're gonna talk. <laughs> Talks blueberries and other fruit-based beverages. <laughs> hitting it hard, hitting it hard. You know no, what? Well, January was a rough month. We're just going to go full <laughs> energy recovery drink podcast from now on. That's it. That's all this is about. No, we got so New Year, uh, and and as we talked about last year, there is a new D and D coming, and uh, I guess are they expected to be done with it this year? I don't know what the official. I, I, Timeline is. I think so, right? Was it expected to be finalized this year? Yeah, I think I so. Know. Okay. So, yeah, we have one D&D coming out. It's currently in previews, you'd call it. Um, they kind of have play tests, and they're getting feedback from people trying it. And we were figuring, hey, maybe we'll try it out coming up soon. And in preparation for that, because I'm assuming no one that has been playing D&D for a while, has really played 1D&D much. I mean, it is literally brand new. Yeah, like, I mean, and since, it, since it's so new, it's not even done yet. It's hard no, to it's imagine. not, right. It's only, it's only half rules, really. Yeah, and like, the rules are changing based on feedback. So, like, it's hard to imagine any, like, hardcore campaign is starting with 1D&D. Um I just realized it's been exactly 10 years since 5e. Has it been 10 years? 2014. Yeah, it's 10 wow. years. This is a, that, a decade I mean, of 5e. We, we probably talked about it when it was announced, but it's like, that's perfectly fine, right? A 10-year yeah, so. edition. Yeah, like, yeah, that makes know. sense, actually, yeah. Like, if, if you were to tell me, like, hey, this is going to last 10 years, then... Then you'd feel good okay. probably about buying it, right? It's like, it's yeah. like okay, like I'll get the full like, playbook. Yeah, I'll and... definitely start a campaign in this, and it's going to be right. Fun. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, this is kind of the unique time where you can do play tests now, and you can do your one shots. You can start a campaign if you want to, even though the rules are changing, because like there's just the player's handbook out, 
There's no monsters. There's no NPCs. There's no modules. Though, luckily, with one D and D in particular, it is backwards compatible. Yeah, and like as things change, I'm like, hmm, how backwards compatible is it? Yeah, because like I, I was really thinking about it because like you're gonna have to kind of be pretty advanced to like, like I don't know, like like what if. Uh, one class just is doing like twice as much damage as they normally do, or everybody's doing way more damage than mm. you normally do. So, like a CR five monster, or like a party of five or party of level five characters, it could be like, whoa, I've like severely uh, underestimated how much or overestimated how much damage is going to happen here. Right. So, like, you're going to have to change things, or like the old CR scale is going to have to be rebalanced. For one D and D characters, I wonder. I mean, if I've always thought that. health pools could be changed. You know what I mean, like to scale. Yeah, that's the easiest properly. one. It is, but um, we can just scale that. Yeah, and that, that's something that also you can do on the fly. And like, if you don't, if you're not obvious about it, it's almost impossible for your players to know. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, what I'll do a lot of the times is that like, there's a cool creature. That is like I want to be like minion level or like guardian, like you know they're they're the guards at the gate or whatever, and I mm. want it to feel like a real fight, but I don't really want it to last the whole session. Mm. I'll like cut their hit points in half because <laughs> they'll still deal a ton of damage, and then it'll cost like potions or a short rest or something in the grand scheme of things. But you know, you know, you just be like, ah, eighty hit points instead of one hundred forty, <laughs> right? Uh, now, going on to one D and D, what I really wanted to focus this uh, specific segment on is: say you want to do a play test. Say it'll just be a one shot, right? We're not going to start a full blown campaign right now. Heck, yep. we really shouldn't because we don't have all the rules. <laughs> so don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, why not run a one shot with it? What are some things you'd look to like lock in as like the? Yeah, this is what I need to understand to be able to like handle this. Um, I think. So far, the far and away most thing that you're going to have to, like, understand is the weapon masteries. Okay, yeah. Because um, that's going to come up, like, no matter what you're playing. Yeah. Which we did have a segment on uh, last year. Exactly. So you can go back and listen to our weapon masteries. And I think weapon masteries are awesome. I think it's going to add a lot to uh, characters, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna... to increased like the amount of decisions you feel like you have to make um especially for the mid to high levels when you have like multiple weapon masteries possibly on on an item um it's going to change how like like fighters and or martial characters feel when it's like ooh, like i might be able to give them disadvantage in the save like hold your action till it's my turn you know it's all yeah it might make weapon swapping a thing which is like not in five iv at all really Oh, you know what? Yeah, you saying that, and that's absolutely true. Where yeah. it's like, now... <laughs> like in this moment, I want to be able to cripple them. I don't want to be able, you know, or I want to be able to push them away, which yeah. can only happen with my hammer weapon mastery attack. Huh. So, like, I guess I'm pulling out my hammer right now because I want to slap them like that. Oh, you know, wow, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah, yeah because. <laughs> Because, like, right now, there's almost no benefit to having multiple no weapons. Benefit. 
Because, yeah. like, if you're... You attune like, to one weapon, so, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, one weapon, and if there's, like, armor, you're like, wow, this is the best weapon I have, so I'm gonna, just going to use this one, right. unless it, like, casts a different spell or something. But, yeah, the now might be like, you know what, I'll just have regular armor, and then I'll have, like, two sick weapons that can do two different sick things. sick weapons, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, so Weapon Mastery is... That's kind of the big one. It... I, so we, I haven't looked or read too deeply into like all the classes as they are currently now. But yeah, would does... you think? Would you, as a DM, DMing for a playtest, would you limit the classes people could play just so that you can have a better understanding, or would you like trust that your players are going to know whatever class they have chosen? Like, listen, uh, you're yeah. the one building this barbarian. You better know everything about it because I'm going to know nothing of this new rule set. I would, so no, but I would say like, hey, let's all pick different ones. Okay, just so so I not, not everyone's a barbarian. Yeah, yeah okay. not everybody's a barbarian or not a priest. So you would one, limit it like, yeah. listen, let's all try different ones. Okay, limit yeah. it that way, but, uh, but yeah. let everyone I, do whatever I, they want. I would definitely try to be like, hey, let's all build or like, all lock in our characters right now, like as a group. But normally, I'd just be like, mm. "Hey, everybody, mm. it's a level free range, yeah. level six one shot." Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm also interested to see how different full casters feel without the different class specific spell lists. Because now that it's like three spell lists, right, right. So, like, is a how different are sorcerers and wizards going to be? And it's going to take a lot more time character building because it's a new rule set. So like people might have to, instead of spending, you know, the one hour it might take to build any given five E character up for a one shot. It might take them like a few hours worth yeah. of like, especially for a spellcaster. Like I got to figure out what the hell I'm allowed to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely be like, hey, everybody, please read your characters. Yeah, because like Marshall's would be easy enough. They they kind of just have a, a straight, like, a re, you know, a couple paragraphs to pay attention to. But a, a well, spellcaster is going to be like, well, crap, I got like a whole spell list I got to focus on. And the spells are different. So, like, right, right. They don't do that. Poison same thing. spray does a different thing now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're just like, I cast poison spray, and I might be like, oh, my other character, I, um, Poison spray. This is how it works. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Would you start uh, at like a level four? Like, let's let's take out the second attack part <laughs> of um, the playtest for now. For me Or do you think that doesn't matter no, as much? I don't think it matters too much. Um one, because you kind of want your I mean, I don't know. I've been DMing for a little while. Now, yeah. two attacks I, just feel. I feel like right? I can, like, I can yeah. handle it. Yeah, and also you kind of want to know like how strong like casters are in relation to mm. martial classes, mm. because like, um, and you know, in coming up with combats, I'd want like a bunch of different combats because a lot, a lot of these rules are gonna be combat specific because it's like, right. The, the rest like, of the game is more is more role made play. up anyway. Yeah, it's more it's more role played anyway. And social encounter stuff is like it's like a soft homebrew always anyway. Where like right. oh, there's like some guy who's really good at persuasion. Maybe it's just busted, right? 
well, mm. we're just not going to ask for persuasion checks. So we'll lie. <laughs> like <laughs> we're the, you're the DM. You can just role play how persuasive they are or like, ask, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's like how well, like what, one of the knocks on martial characters is they like do a lot of damage per round, but like they don't, excel very well when there's like a lot of enemies because you have to attack one at a time or like you know when there's it really doesn't matter how many goblins there are one fireball is going to kill them all anyway you just have clumped up in a big ball um but a fighter like with a cleaver it's different but you know whatever um yeah i kind of want as big variety as possible i i'd be interested in like a like a high level like level 11 because also the some of the class features they don't become different until higher levels anyway right (laughs) um i think it's it's gonna be based on how well you're uh how comfortable you are just regular dming sure you're in uncharted territories. No one's really expecting the the fighting is going to be balanced because no one has any thoughts <laughs> going on. <laughs> so I'm just right. like, I'll put a dragon here. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's probably fine, but it, it seems like in general, martial classes got stronger. I it's, I agree with that like take. I think general they did. take. Um, I don't know if if spellcasters got weaker. I don't think they did. I think they probably got a little stronger, but relative to just relative to everything, it's fine. Sure. I think particular class different. Like the difference between warlocks now and before is kind of like night and day, with the lack of like short rest. I think um, they reverted that change, but I'm not oh, they positive did. on that. Yeah, I believe so. In one of the play tests, people were like, "Nah, never mind about that." <laughs> it didn't okay. feel right for the warlock to have the same as all the other spell ca- which does make sense. It almost like remove the identity of a warlock versus a sorcerer at that point. Right. Yeah. Why the um, heck would you choose a warlock? Now? Why would you feel? Yeah. It just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, the, if they all have the same spell list, how does, how does that feel? Right. Um, like we said before, um, but yeah, like there's only five monsters out there. Right, they, so they're not going to be able to fight one D and D monsters. You're going to have to throw five E monsters at them, yeah, and see how so, it works. Like weapon mastery effects, are they going to be on like claw attacks, bites, or is like oh, uh, with the five E mo- with the one D and D monsters? Yeah, and are, and are there's like I'm sure I some of them will, right? Like, you know, probably. not all, but yeah, like a, a simple boar might not, but. Mm-hmm. Upgrade that to like a crazy raptor, and yeah, they might have a that's fine. effect. Yeah, yeah. There's like you read enough monster abilities, and there's kind of like a like if they can swallow, there's like a bite which insta grapples, mm-hmm. then they get mm-hmm. swallowed. You know, maybe that happens all at once. Now, right. maybe they have lower to hit, but do more damage. I don't know, but right. it seems rife ripe for like a good old classic dungeon crawl where <laughs> no one really knows what's going on, but it's like, Hey, you got that orb is in a cave and you got to go, get it. <laughs> go on, get, it. um, I was just uh, reading, on. Um, there's the whole new, did you see this? It was the previous play test to the current one. They created a whole rule set on like, a bastions. player character. Yeah. Bastions, <laughs> your, your strongholds. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. That they're making a whole rule set based off of that. That's good. Yeah, I, I kind of just skimmed over it because for one shots, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, and they're bringing like hirelings there too. It it seems cool because like this aspect of D and D was not in five E at all. No, and it is. I don't. I feel like it would be cool initially, and like so they did this in World of Warcraft, which is a game that I've played quite a bit of. Um, in one of the expansions called Warlords of Draenor, where they had you build your own like stronghold during the game, like in the middle of the game, you got your own stronghold and got to build it up. Mm-hmm. But it did become super tedious after a while, where it was like, I don't want to have to go there and order everyone to do their things, which is like what I see them building up. It's like, yeah, you get to get stronger and stronger stuff and order your people to do things for you. And I'm like, this does sound like it's going to get tedious. Like, it's cool. I like the, the, like, you can get one of these and they can have special functions, but I I probably would stop it there instead of making people do all this extra work. (laughs) Yeah, do you, um, what is the, what are some of, like, the abilities they get? Have you read through them? Like, it do, does, like, having a strong Bastion affect gameplay outside of the Bastion? That's a good question. I mean, I just see, like, different abilities that you can do. Like, some of your Bastions allow you to craft things in there. Okay. Uh, cast different spells. Like, if you have an Arcane Study, you can cast Identify on things. In your bastion, so like you wouldn't need to identify. Days. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> like a free place to identify all your weapons that you bring back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could see this because this is this is one of the biggest I don't know. Like this is one of the biggest things that is like people can get really into this. And like Yeah, right. Like, like I mean, there there's there's ones that go as hard as like you having a garden, which allows you to grow food. Like we don't care about what food we're eating in our campaign, but yeah. I guess people could. Right. <laughs> and in like our campaign, there's no home base aspect to it at all. No. But I could see people be like, "Hey, you know, I saved this town. This or this, this city now is like giving me, you know, a bastion that I could make my home base." And then now everything is based on like I don't know, like you go back to your home base to rest between adventures. Like maybe you're more of like a right. mercenary instead of like trying to save the world all the time. Yeah, um, it's like our, we just have too big of a map for that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we respect travel times a little bit in our campaign. We do. So it would be like a lot to ask us to keep going back to one spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah, there, yeah. A lot of the first half of like the early level stuff or mid level stuff we did in Barovia, so that that would have been like where this would have been important, mm. or like you know, hey, we're going back, we're trying to overthrow Strahd. Well, we have a bastion in Velaki that is like a sanctuary, so we're going to meet there. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, we did have a Baker's Guild, and there is a Baker's <laughs> Guild. Uh- <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. You did task an eight-year-old with running a full bakery. That is the place that kidnapped him. Didn't we return to it and, like, burn down or something? It was just like, God. Oh, yeah. Well, no. It's just the kid is like, okay, I'll do whatever you say, man. And then he peaced. And then you're like, we need to find him. Either way, I wouldn't suggest bringing up this Bastion thing as your first playthrough. Uh, I don't don't think this is going to come up for a while. Uh, This is more of a full-on campaign 
And I like this because you can completely ignore it. Yeah, and it's just a nice... They, they're trying to build out a rule set that you can follow. This reminds me of, like, you, you built us a ship, and we had to choose all these things. Did you follow, or did you make all of that up on your own? Like, it would have been nice to have a rule set, for example, of, like, a ship, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, there you go, right. So I'm glad that they're at least developing this, you know? It's, yeah, and it, this is encouraging. This is encouraging, yeah. because, like, there, there are some ship rules, but they didn't, like, feel very good. Um, yeah. Because, like... Movement speed feels important, but I didn't want to mm. say like this ship has a movement speed of fifty because yeah. or like I don't know like how, ships don't even move that fast back then. I found out right, doing, right, doing right. research, but like if you have a movement speed of one hundred twenty, I, I don't know. It's hard to like take the ship and make it scalable by like you can do combat on the ship and also have ships fighting each other because sure. when ships fight each other. They move really slowly. Like, it's right. not dynamic fighting. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of made up, like, base profile stats based on, like, I don't know, what I figured, like, the size and hull shape was. Yeah. And then I, like, you could change either way. And I did kind of make some rule sets to modify them. Like, if you wanted to, like, hire different people to be like, ooh, this guy's a navigation specialist. So you Right, which you did. You make us you made us hire a crew and we had the crew mm-hmm. do stuff. And th- and that that's part of this rule set too with Bastions. They have yeah. stuff about hirelings and stuff you can make them do. So if that helps you, you know, you could maybe ignore the uh Bastion portion of it, but want to utilize these different, you know, guilds that they have detailed or hireling stuff. You could yeah. And there could be like one awesome thing that I uh, that like there's these can be we used to mention guilds like maybe you build a bastion that already exists and it's like you know a level seven bastion for like a thieves guild here so if you join the thieves guild you can go to this level seven one but go to mm-hmm. another city there might be a level fourteen one you get a bigger right. benefit from going to this one <coughs> um, and it kind of lets you build like region specific like ways of like favor essentially like right. you can use our bastion then you can cast identify once a day uh or whatever the rules <laughs> are once every seven days or set within uh, seven days of whatever. would you at all consider for like a 1d and d first at least for the first time playthrough like using just in case you're misinterpreting it at all like Utilize doing everything 5e until combat begins and then tr- attempting to utilize all of specifically the combat stats from your 1D and D. Or would you try and do everything 1D and D style? I mean, not much has changed, but it's a lot harder to find all of the detailed specifics of the 1D and D stuff for I think I think combat is uses pretty much every like way of rolling and mechanics anyway. Um, so I, I'd probably just do put you guys in a combat situation and just be like, we're all doing even... all one D and D stuff. But okay. like, I, I wouldn't even start you in a city saying like, <laughs> we're just going right into a combat. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I'm telling you what happened and now you're in gotcha. the, in the dungeon. <laughs> Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's just like, hey, listen, guys, we're going to test this one D and D play. Right, yeah, exactly. That, like, let's just try it out. Let's like, and everyone don't even knows go too far. It's going to be slow combat because everyone's like, 
oh, I have my weapon masteries. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, I, yeah. I have a Nick. What does Nick do? Oh, I think <laughs> it's this. Right, we're all going to be just staring at screens and screens of text and words and like. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we we all have people in your party, which they show up with a half built character. Yeah, again, I was going to say, <clears throat> I was just going to mention, like, look at someone after, in our group. This is after like five hours of figuring out how to choose my background, because a background is such a huge part now of building your character. Yeah. They give you, like, your background is now where, like, your racial ability scores come from. Mm-hmm. Comes from your yeah. background. And you're going to read all of it. And I, I, and if you play 5e a lot, you can kind of, like, figure it out. But I think this is going to be almost like playing, like, with people who are new for the first time, where you kind of hand wave, like, you're a human. <laughs> like you're just gonna have human stats. Don't worry about feats. You know, don't worry about that. It's gonna be confusing. But you know, I I would I would tell people like I mean, unless somebody really wants to dig into it, I'd be like, okay, hey, for you guys, just pick a class and then just kind of go with it. Just like, mm-hmm. just one. There's not too many subclasses anyway. But just be like, don't worry yeah, about each, each one in these playtests. I think only offers one. One they, subclass. Yeah, I think. I, I think I'm, so too. Yeah, I'm not looking at many, but yeah, I yeah. think it's only one subclass. Just just pick pick the first one that looks good, and we're just going to roll with it. You know, which you kind know. of even more is a reason, like you had said, like everyone should be a different class. Like let's try yeah. and see as many of the different interactions as we can. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, we're trying to figure out how, like, I, and also. In, in my brain, I'm thinking about, like, how does, like, movement work in combat? Like, mm-hmm. are people teleporting around? Is there a lot of people disengaging a lot? Is there mm-hmm. advantages of be- getting the high ground? Is there advantages for work, like, coordinating attacks or coordinating abilities? I'm looking at raw damage, even though that's not, that's not like, super important because, like we said before, we can... All I'm looking at like um, kind of like the startup phase. It's like a lot of a subclasses now in 5e. The first round of combat is so much like I go into a rage. I activate my blade song. I'm going to like do my bonus action, get ready to fight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a big deal here? Like, you know, right. Does, does like rage now instead of lasting one turn? Does it last ten minutes so I so people can rage before? Like all this stuff is kind of important um, in my brain about like how to balance combats. Is like it does kind of suck that people's bonus <clears throat> actions and actions at first are like tied up making their class work because I would love to like surprise people more often. But it just kind of sucks if it's like, well, normally I have resistance to this, but instead <laughs> I'm going to take double the damage because, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think those are the big ones. Movement, crowd control, how yeah, people deal with range versus melee combats, how they deal yeah. with spells. Maybe um, conditions. Maybe maybe Conditions. Yeah, see if any of the conditions have... Uh changed uh inspiration's a little bit different mm-hmm. so give um, someone inspiration i guess i would also try to throw like 
Um, I'm going to play to each class's strengths and weaknesses specifically. Mm. So I want to know what everyone's playing. Because like one one of the the jokes, or not jokes, but like piece of advice that every DM should follow is like your characters want to feel good about their abilities. Like it's very easy to never shoot, never target your monk with a ranged weapon because they can just catch it. But like then it's boring. I don't know. It never <laughs> uses one of its best abilities. So like right, add right. another archer there and shoot him. Like I shoot, shoot your <laughs> um, I always remember to shoot your monks. So like I, would, I always remember to shoot your monks. I always remember to shoot your monks. Um, so I, and that's kind of how we like determine how good a class is, is like at its height, how good is it? How often is that? going to be applied yeah. you know because, because sometimes we see a class where like oh man it's like like you, you have to set up so much and it's not even that good like you get an i don't know eric like, the seconds. bard's counter charm i used I, all yeah, the time all the time <laughs> i had to design a combat that was literally just built for counter charm and it was and nothing else <laughs> yeah yeah and it still was like uh, and like it would have been fine if somebody saved. You know, they roll, <laughs> roll one dice well, and you're fine. It's like no, I'm gonna use every turn in combat. You're gonna be a full no show just to do this. Oh, but yeah, geez. it's like I, I would do that. So that means you need to know what everyone's playing beforehand. But yeah, yeah it makes sense. I, I'm also interested to see how like I don't know how items work. You know, is like ooh item one. Is like one magic item? Is it like completely broken with some slight change with how the rules are written? It'd be hard to look through all the items to yeah try and to do garner that. all that up together, yeah. but <laughs> and get that all in. <laughs> We're talking about just starting out, Eric. We're just <laughs> starting out. Oh, also, I I feel bad for even mentioning this, but like hey, like some of the words are going to be different. You know, like maneuvers mm-hmm. or maybe different. Like they might be like tactics, you know. And if an item sure. says like you get an extra maneuver, just 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 let let them have their fun. It's a play <laughs> test. You know, monks have discipline points instead of key points. So if an item says well, whenever a monk uses their key, they get to do this other thing. Like, hey, just just let it, just let them use it. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, those are basically all the things that I'm looking for. Sweet. Well, that's gearing up for your playtest of 1D&D. Hopefully we'll get to that soon. We'll let you guys know when we do try that out and how it went and what we thought about it whenever we finally get to that. But uh, might not be for a bit. It'll be just a quick one-shot of us trying it out. I don't know if I'll necessarily... I have one geared up and ready to go, but I don't know if I'll use this rule set. Because it does sound like we're going to be more focused. We, we honestly don't need... A one shot, like you said, like we barely need to plan anything. We're we're focused on just learning what the heck is oh, happening. Oh yeah, like, that, that that's another good thing we should just throw do. some goblins at us. Like we don't need a story or anything. It's it's going to take double the time to run. <laughs> yeah, this is like we just we yeah just give us some goblins, give us a dragon. We don't care. We're just gonna learn. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, with that. We'll see you in the next one. Party on! Party on!